Hey, Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode number 444, all the same number. Isn't that interesting? Well, just the fact that we're almost a 500 episodes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, crazy. So, this is a Sunday. We always do Twitch, uh, Twitter, not Twitch. We're on Twitch all the time. Twitter, and this week in Twitter, this week in coins. And uh, so, what's going on, John? You, your day been busy, or you just want to get straight to the news? Yeah, no, it's it's been a good week. Um, it's just been a long week, weekend. And now we're going to start up another fresh week. I've been waiting for the market to go a little further down. I've been keeping my, a close eye on that. Like every every couple of hours, I'm waiting for it to dip below 18. But it seems like uh, it's holding strong around um, high 18s, uh, low 19s. All right. Well, for me, it's been a kind of a slow, but I'll be on vacation all next week. So <laughs> not, not, not bothered by that at all. So anyways, uh, let's get on to the news. This week in crypto Twitter, you want to read that or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Let me get a sip of water here. Okay. All right, this one's written by Tim Huckey, provided by Decrypt.co. This week on crypto Twitter. The price of Ethereum was reeling this week after predictions that the merge would be a buy the rumor, sell the news scenario largely paid, played out over the crypto Twitter. People continue to discuss the network this week after the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC Chief Gary Ginzer, redoubled his offense against crypto, also aimed at Ethereum. It's becoming increasingly evident that Ginzer views Ethereum as a security. And on Monday, when the agency filed a federal lawsuit against crypto influencer Ian Balina, it put out an even more extreme view that the U.S. government has jurisdiction over all Ethereum transactions, according to the SEC's logic, because most of the network's validators' nodes are clustered in the U.S. Crypto Twitter went ape, and we don't mean bored ape. Information science and business professor Adam Cochran argued that the SEC has uh, had an easy win and just shot itself in the foot. Ha uh ha. -huh. Balina, the defendant, tweeted that he's risen to the challenge. And here's a tweet from Ian. Excited to take uh, this fight public. This frivolous SEC charge sets a bad precedent for the entire crypto industry. If investing in a private sale was a discount, uh, with a discount is a crime, the entire crypto VC space is in trouble. Turn yeah. down settlements so they have to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. International NFT Day. Wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't all against her. Prices have merged hang prices and merge hangover the ethereum community also inaugurated the first ever international nft day on tuesday the day was marked by various organizations in the space including nft art market OpenSea, and blockchain game developer slash nft company dapper labs over the hashtag nft day people and bots alike commemorated by Mounting their NFT picks and advertising scams. <laughs> That's the majority of what people yeah, are exactly. right? scams. scams and bots. Be careful out there. Through the ERC721 uh, token standard, Ethereum played a pivotal role in the development and spread of NFTs and in invention, which brought up the concept of fungibility into the digital world, enabling multi million dollar sales of digital art for the first time in history. Each NFT represents a sale of a scarcity of the artwork on an immutable blockchain ledger. So even if people right-click and save your unique million-dollar image, they won't have ownership of it. Exactly. I mean, you can take a print of, of the Mona Lisa, right? That doesn't mean you own it. <laughs> right, exactly. 
On Tuesday, the top NFT collection by sales over a 24-hour period was Gods Unchained, a new a new crypt. I wouldn't call it a new one. It's been around for a while. A new crypto-based collectible card game, CCG, developed by Immutable. Think of it as a blockchain's answer to Magic the Gathering. Immutable co-founder Ro Robbie Ferguson could barely conceal his glee. Today's Gods Unchained is yeah. Today's Gods Unchained is still doing hefty trades in second place. Elsewhere, crypto markets intelligence company Masari shared a quote from former Ethereum co-founder Charles Hoskinson, who now heads competitor Cardano. Pretty cringe, if true. And here's a here's that tweet from Masari. Quote: There wasn't a lot of uh, Ponzi-nomics to offer, said IOHK Charles, when asked by two-bit, two what? Two-bit idiot. Two-bit two idiot. Why VCs aren't interested in Cardano? Hoskinson is known for not holding back criticism of his former projects. On Merge Day last week, he posted a meme likening the upgrade to a nightmare when someone tweeted him asking where Cardano's technology stands in relation to Ethereum. The CEO replied with about three years ahead on research right. to on engineering. They will one day figure out that slashing is a really, really bad idea. Mm -hmm. Finally, Epic Games CEO teams Tim Sweeney, whose online video game store launched its first NFT game last week, was not happy about Apple's new rule rules for app developers working with NFTs. Oh, well. What? That's how it ends? Whoops. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> no tweet. That's just, hey, there's some extra news at the end down here like anybody cares. Yeah, I, I'm kind of interested in the, the NFT uh, rankings there with Gods Unchained. I can see why he's happy about that. That's cool. So, all right, on with the news to this week in coins. Ethereum takes another week of losses. XRP soars. Also by Tim Huckey on Decrypt. The price of crypto market leaders, Bitcoin and Ethereum, dipped on Wednesday following news the United States Federal Reserve was hiking interest rates by another 75 point basis, or basis points rather, to stem its effects of inflation. Back in June, when the Fed first raised interest rates by 75 again points, well, not previously. Many remarked that the hike was the steepest of its kind since 1994. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they did it again. In July, the Fed called another 0.75 hike, uh, percent hike, rather. Bitcoin and Ethereum prices both actually jumped within an hour of the announcement. This isn't typical market behavior since interest rate hikes make it more expensive to borrow, which, is, which in turn means that investors are more likely to dump their riskier assets. In any case, neither lend, leading cryptocurrency held any ground this time around. Bitcoin fell 0.53% over the last seven days. And according to CoinGecko, the uh, currently trades for about 19,000, while Ethereum fell 7.5% to 1328. Several other leading cryptocurrencies posted double-digit percent losses this week because, you know, Bitcoin went down. Amongst uh, them, Cosmos down 12% to 1439. Ethereum Classic dropped 15% to 2874, and Near Protocol uh, dipped 10.5% to 379. But some names escaped contagion and managed to post double digit percentage gains. Stellar XLM blew up 16% to <laughs> 12 cents. Kronos climbed 16% to also 12 cents. Algorand ballooned 38 cents to 40, 38% uh, to 40 cents. Biggest rally was from XRP, which blew up 44% in one week to $0.52. Cents. I, well, it was 
The pump followed news earlier this week that both Ripple and the SEC have filed motions for summary judgment in the $1.3 billion lawsuit, each maneuvering to dismiss the lawsuit before the trial. They've done enough discovery. This has cost enough money. The SEC took Ripple to court in December of 2020, that was almost two years ago, for allegedly selling XRP as an unregistered security. Well, we'll see. Of course, that's what the lawsuit's about, right? We, we all hope that it is not a, a registered security, so we don't have to worry about it not being unregistered, because everything else will then be scrutinized in the same light. Of course, ETH was already on the downslide before the inflation news of the Fed this week. Data from Glassnode showed that predictions, uh, that predictions emerge would be a case of buy the rumor and sell the news largely did play out. It is quite unsurprising that profits were taken where profits were available, Glassnode wrote in its Monday merge. Funding rates have since completely reverted to neutral after sinking to an all-time low of negative 12 hundred percent in the lead up to the merge suggesting much of the short-term speculation premium has dissipated glassnode had in august reported an overwhelming demand to purchase call options for eth at a premium calling it a state of extreme bullish bias for the assets price in september however the same report noted that eth implied volatility was higher on downside price predictions than upside price predictions indicating that traders were paying a premium for sell the news put option protection post merge ethereum miners were cashing out big in the run-up to the merge according to OKLink, OK which pulls data from across a dozen mining pools including f2pool binance and btc.com Miners sold a total of 14,785 ETH, totaling roughly $20 million in transactions from September 9th to the day of the merge, September 15th, so basically about a week. Mm-hmm. The largest scale came, uh, sale rather, came on September 14th when miners offloaded nearly 8,000 Ethereum. In a federal lawsuit against a crypto influencer filed on Monday, the SEC suggested that it believes the U.S. government has jurisdiction over all Ethereum transactions. Mm, Okay. According to a sentence in the lawsuit's 69th paragraph, gather a lot of paragraphs, the SEC claims it can sue Ian Balina not only because the case concerns transactions made in the United States, but also because the fact that most Ethereum's network validators are in the U.S. means that the entire blockchain falls into the government's purview. Uh, we already know that this is where the SEC is wrong, but they still believe they are right, because, hey, the U.S. is very jealous. Denzler had previously said that Bitcoin is a commodity, but many think his silence on Ethereum may be a sign that he views the blockchain as essentially a U.S. securities exchange. Just last week, Gensler said proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies, which allow hodlers, pardon me, holders, to passively earn by our t-shirt, sorry, <laughs> passively earn through staking, could be classified as securities. From the coin's perspective, that's another indication that under the SEC's Howey test, the investment investing public is anticipating profits based on the efforts of others. MicroStrategy isn't any less bullish on Bitcoin in its post-Sailor era, because we know he stepped down. On Monday, the software firm added another 300 Bitcoin to it, uh, at the time worth around $6 million to its treasury. MicroStrategy was already the single biggest corporate hodler in the world, but the additional Bitcoin now means 
the company has 130,000 bitcoins or two and a half billion at the current price. Well, 2.45 billion. And eh, what's what's a couple billion? MicroStrategy's stock dropped 6% at the start of trading on Monday on the Bitcoin buy, but had recovered you know, by the following day. You know, you know what I what I just found out recently? I was re, I was spending the weekend uh it was a Friday. I was I was um going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and uh come to find out MicroStrategy and um uh, El Salvador's president uh, Bukele, mm-hmm. they don't actually hold their coins, which is a big bummer. It's like that doesn't make any sense, dude. If you're investing into this, hold your own coins. Well, but it's their so, company, yeah. right? I mean, Bukele is a, it's a government, and and Sailor it's his company. Why would why would they hold their own coins anyways? That's the whole point of Bitcoin. It's like Bukele is first of all in another country, right? Right. But he's trusting his bitcoins to an American company here in the states. So the states that would ever regulate that and says, and, and 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 pretty much confiscate those coins. Yeah, Bukele is kind of out of all his coins. Huh. You know, good point. That's good point. that's crazy, dude. Same well, thing. Same thing with uh, with, with Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor, it's know? his business. Yeah. He he doesn't own the business. He's just a participant in it. That's the reason he stepped out of the, the CEO position, right? He doesn't own uh, right. MicroStrategy Mike outright. Not. But micro, yeah, but MicroStrategy is not holding their own coins. Is what I'm saying. You're saying that they're letting some brokerage hold it, not themselves. Yes. Yes. Mm. Same thing with Bukele. Their whole country's bitcoins worth is being held by another company. I forgot the name of the company. I have to look further into that. But yeah, I just. I just All right. So what you're basically saying is that even though these people are very forward-thinking on their coinage, they're they're old school on the way that, that they hold it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I, that's not that weird. I mean, it, I would I would say it's probably from the standpoint of liability. If you let someone else hold your coins, then you're not fully liable for them. For them. So. Okay. I mean, even the all right. It's I don't even know because I mean, it does make it seem like they are kind of dumb. But I wouldn't call Michael Saylor dumb. I would just call him a you know maximalist. So I. I hold my coins. <laughs> I don't. I don't let anybody else hold my coins except when I let Celsius hold my coins. But even that wasn't mine. That was my company's. So. Should I continue? Yeah, please do. <clears throat> Next article. All right. <clears throat> this one's uh, written by Andrew Asmukov, but once again from Decrypt.co. Harmony publishes revamped Horizon Bridge recovery plan. Have you guys? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's going to explain down here. The, the, the team behind the Harmony Protocol have presented a fresh proposal for the recovery of assets lost in the $100 million hacking attack on the Horizon Bridge in June this year. Uh, the Harmony initially proposed to reimburse the hacked victims with the protocol's native token called One, billions of which would have been minted in addition to the already circulating supply. The proposal also required a hard fork of the Harmony blockchain to increase the supply of One tokens. However, after an overwhelming negative reaction from the community, the Harmony team withdrew the plan and tabled an alternative way to compensate uh, to compensating the users that would see it use the foundation's treasury instead. I like that idea better, actually. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for, right? Right. According to the team, after listening to our validators and community, with the goal the goal is now to preserve the foundation of the Harmony blockchain with zero percent minting. 
we uh, propose not minting more one tokens nor changing our tokenomics with a hard fork of the protocol. Instead, we propose deploying our treasury towards both recovery and development, Harmony said in a Medium post. The team added that it is committed to building Harmony's, uh, Harmony for many years to leverage our chain's unique scaling advantages uh, of uniform sharding and realize our long-term vision of network adoption and ecosystem growth. Harmony said it will publish a more detailed update outlining the mechanisms to effectively deploy the funds allocated for recovery in the coming days. Harmony, which is on a mission to resolve the persistent blockchain trilemma of balancing scalability with security and decentralization, revealed the Harmony Bridge hack on June 24th. The attack resulted in a theft of roughly $100 million in various cryptocurrencies, including wrapped Ethereum, Ave, Sushi, Dai, Tether, USDC, which the hacker swapped for Ethereum. The cross-chain horizon bridge featured, uh, feature enables crypto holders to move assets between Harmony's network to the Ethereum network, Binance Chain, and Bitcoin. Despite the team offering a $1 million reward for information leading to the return of the stolen funds, secured researchers later revealed that the hackers had begun to launder the stolen funds through a now-closed Ethereum mining service Tornado Cash. Mixing, mixing service, not mining. Yeah, mixing, mixing service, yeah. Uh, Tornado Cash. Uh, blockchain uh, analytics firm Elliptic also published a report on the attack saying that the manner in which the funds were stolen and subsequently laundered point, uh, pointed to the involvement of Lazarus Group, a notorious North Korea-affiliated cyber criminal organization. <laughs> yes, they've been around for a while, man. Yeah, that's how they get their money, by stealing it. Yeah, so. good luck. Good luck to Harmony. Yeah, I hope they can figure this out. All right, so moving over to Cointelegraph with Braden Lindrea. Blockchain firm sues Coinbase for $350 million alleging patent infringement. Crypto exchange Coinbase, let me bump this up so it's easier to read. All right, uh, crypto exchange Coinbase found itself in legal hot water after being accused by blockchain-based software firm Veritasium Capital of infringing on a patent relating to its blockchain technology and is now seeking $350 million in damages. According to a lawsuit filed on Thursday by U.S. law firm Brundage and Stenger, well, law firms always have the weirdest names, in the U.S. District Court in Delaware, Veritasium alleges uh, that Coinbase infringed on its cryptocurrency payment transfer technology patent known as 566 patent. I hope they're an operating patent co uh, company, not just a non-operating. I hate when people do that. We're, we're suing you, even though we're not doing any business. Veritasium said that the patent revolves around novel devices, systems, and methods which enable parties to enforce value transfer agreements with little or no trust in each other, alleging Coinbase used this for many of its blockchain infrastructure services. Quote, defendant infringing activities include but are not limited to its website, Coinbase Android mobile wallet, iOS mobile wallet, its Coinbase cloud, Coinbase commerce, APIs, query and transact, participate, delegate, and validate software, Coinbase pay, etc., etc., a bunch of stuff. The law firm also explained in the patent, uh, explained that the app, the patent is applicable with proof of stake. I doubt they're going to be able to enforce that, and proof of work blockchains, which uh, could enable the transfer of cryptocurrency payments, trading, and staking services on chains supported by those consensus mechanisms. Sure, yeah, this isn't going to go through. <laughs> There's a tweet by that. Veritasium just 
justified the $350 million figure by arguing that Coinbase had gained substantial profits by virtue of its infringement and that Veritasium Capital sustained damages as a direct and proximate result. The attorneys also noted that Veritasium had previously sent a letter to Coinbase in July warning of its alleged infringement, adding, quote, defendant had prior knowledge, should have known, or at least been willfully blind of the 566 patent. Defendant has been on notice of 566 patent at least as early as July 3rd, 2022, if not earlier from other sources of parties, end quote. In July, Veritasium's Coinbase forensic analysis and deep dive report suggested that there may be other centralized and decentralized digital asset exchanges that employ unlicensed patented IP for Veritasium to, in addition to Coinbase. According to the court document, patent 566 was awarded to Veritasium uh, founder Reginald or Reggie Middleton and co-inventor Matthew Bogosian, Bogosian by the U.S. Patent Office Trademark uh, Office December 7th of 2021. However, Veritasium did not mention how long Coinbase had been alleging, allegedly using patent 566 for. Veritasium Capital also requested a trial by jury in Delaware-based court as its preferred means to resolve the dispute, Coinbase reached out to Coin or Cointelegraph reached out to Coinbase for comment, but did not get an immediate response at the time of this publication. This feels frivolous. This feels very frivolous to me. Um, a lot of non-operating uh, entities will file a patent and then sue everybody they can. Is, that, uh, so. is very Tassium BitBoy? I don't know. I'm just joking. I doubt it take is. It, just take him to court, man. Sue everybody. Oh, you're just saying he's Extra suing everybody action. just like that. The, it, but that's, that was a slap lawsuit he was doing. This is not a slap lawsuit. This is a uh, we want money from somebody who's actually doing money when we're not doing any business at all. We yeah. just we filed a patent, which cost you know, a couple hundred bucks. I probably, I probably shouldn't be saying anything about BitBoy. He'll probably sue me too, man. <laughs> well, if you if you go out of your way to call him you know, certain things that, that uh, A to Z called him, then maybe, but... Yeah, I, I think this is a frivolous lawsuit. I think they're going to lose. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's see. This one's once again from Cointelegraph.com, written by Turner Wright. Lawyers for Celsius investors file a motion to have interest represented in court. The legal team requested the court appoint uh, the court appoint a committee representing certain certain stakeholders or the case could end up inappropriately and inequitably skewed in favor of the customers. Isn't that a good thing? I it's a good thing for us customer, as customers, yeah. Yes, please, thank you. I would like that. An international law firm representing groups of Celsius investors have filed a motion to appoint a committee to represent their interest in the crypto lending firm bankruptcy case. In a Thursday filing with the U.S. Bankruptcy Court in the Southern District of New York, lawyers with the law firm Milbank requested the appointment of an official preferred equity committee to represent certain Celsius stakeholders, shareholders. According to the filing, uh, the equity holders urging, uh, urgently require their own uh, fiduciary for representations in court alongside Celsius debtors uh, and the Unsecured Credit uh, Creditors Committee, or UCC or UFC. The <laughs> need for a fiduciary to pursue the equity holder's interest in particularly critical when one considers the practical realities of these cases, there are only two groups of real economic stakeholders, the retail customers and the equity holders, said the court filing. 
Not only is the UCC laser focused on maximizing value for the customers without regard for the equity holders, but the debtors have uh, also have made it abu uh, 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 ab uh, abundantly <laughs> abundantly clear that the UCC is their partner, and these cases are all about the customer. That's not a bad thing. I I, I think that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. I'm all for that, hundred percent. Yep. The legal team added, uh, quote, an estate fiduciary is needed to take the other side of this dispute before a plan of reorganization is proposed that violates the bankruptcy code. An official preferred equity committee should be appointed now and not after the fact, or these cases will be inappropriately and inequitably skewed in favor of the customers to the detriment of the equity holders. The shareholders include investors in Celsius Series B, $750 million funding round from November 2021, one of the last before the firm filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in July 2022. A hearing on Milbank's motion will be held on October 6, the same day the court was scheduled to decide on a motion allowing Celsius to sell its stablecoins holdings uh, to, gen to generate liquidity to help fund the debtor's operation. Here's a couple of tweets from Celsius uh, at the hearing today and throughout our case, Celsius continues to engage with the unsecured creditors committee and U.S. Tr trustee to make meaningful progress on the efforts to maximize value for all customers and ensure, trans ensure transparency in our case. We expect to soon begin the claim process. Our objective is to make the entire process simple and straightforward for all customers. Now, yeah, I remember that. We'll Since see. filing for bankruptcy in July, Celsius has faced legal issues from many clients seeking to reclaim their funds. Yes, yes. In August, a group of creditors filed a complaint aimed at recovering more than $22.5 million worth of crypto held in the lending firm's custody service. However, the price of Celsius's sell token has roughly, uh, roughly doubled since the Chapter 11 filing from $0.78 cents to $1.54 at the time of publication. Now, I did get an article. I don't know if you got that or an email. I don't know if you got that, Jake, but uh, mm -hmm. in regards to um, um, there's going to be a follow-up email on how to file, if you guys need to file, and, yep. and, and uh, place a dispute. I recall. Otherwise, they're just going to send our information, like, like um, what is it, yep. like a 1099, I think it is, or, so, or with all our information on it, and, yeah. and, and just confirm that all the all the information on, on their Some way to claim, and right. The claim, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. see. I just want my coins, dude. That's it. I just want my coins. Yeah, I, don't I don't necessarily I don't want, want cash. Yeah. I, I just like my coins back. That's all I care about. Yes, that's all. Exactly. That's all I want, man. All right. Finally, Brian Cornby, uh, also from Cointelegraph, PTC mining or Bitcoin mining firm Compute North files for bankruptcy. What? Ooh, what's going on here? Compute North hosting partner Compass Mining has stated that the firm will continue to operate business as usual at this stage. Now, remember, bankruptcy is typically Chapter 11 for people who have more than $70,000 worth of money. And they definitely do. Bitcoin mining hosting firm Compute North filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy amid growing pressure from the, on the firm due to the effects of crypto winter and rising energy costs. Firm CEO Dave Peril, or Peril, I hope it's Peril's not his name because that sounds bad for this situation, has also stepped down <laughs> but will remain on the board. So he's no longer CEO, just like uh, Michael Saylor. The company submitted Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing in the United States Bankruptcy Court, Southern District of Texas, on Thursday, which is now pending before Judge David Jones. Under Chapter 11 filing, the firm is able to keep operating. This is how it works, how Chapter 11 works. It's operating as it works out a plan to repay its creditors. 
filing reportedly outlines Crete North owes about half a billion dollars to 200 creditors, while its assets are said to be worth between 100 and 500 million. So it may not have enough. Compute North offers large-scale crypto mining hosting services and facilities, hardware, and a Bitcoin mining pool. It's one of the largest data center uh, providers in the U.S. and has big-name partners such as Bit, uh, BTC Mining in the BTC mining sector, such as Compass Mining and Marathon Digital. Both companies have come out with statements via Twitter, noting that with the information they have at this stage, their business operations will continue as normal. Of course, that's what Chapter 11 does. I'm not going to quote it. I'm just going to move on. The bearish performance of Bitcoin in 2022 has had a significant impact on the mining sector of this year in the context of Texas rising energy costs and multiple power outages during the intense heat waves haven't really helped. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg Business reporter David Pan uh, highlighted on Twitter that Compute North may have been impacted by a costly delay to a large mining facility in Texas that wasn't able to monetize for months. Compute North's massive 280-megawatt mining facility in Texas was supposed to run rigs in April, but did but couldn't due to pending approvals. From then to later this year, when it finally was able to energize the machines, Bitcoin prices had gone through multiple downward cycles, fund, fundraising opportunities dried up, and major lenders scaled back, he wrote. Yes, this is a terrible, terrible situation. Compute North add, adds to a long list of crypto firms that have either fallen victim to crypto winner or in cases helped create it, including Voyager Digital, Three Arrows Capital, Celsius Network, and BlockFi, to name a few. Yeah. So, regarding <laughs> Compute North, since Compute North is pretty much managing uh, the managing, uh, um, Mar- what is it, Marathon Digital and Compass, correct? They're not managing, they're, so, just, they're the ones that hold the hardware for those people, so yeah. Yeah, so so exactly. So Marathon and, and Compass are the customer for Compute North, right? Right? I, I would presume, yeah, they're probably the ones that gave them the money to buy the hardware in the first place. Or maybe they're the ones that own the hardware and Compute's just you know, running it. Kind of like what I yeah. do. I mean, it's like if I were Compute North and or my business were Compute North, then uh, Marathon and, and the other would be, uh, you know, my customers. So my question is, uh, is, is, is Compass and Marathon next? Are they about to eleven? <laughs> I mean, because I've been considering for a while uh, to 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 buy into those companies um, because they are listed on the stock market. But uh, at, at this point now, I'm kind of concerned. I, I'm 100 percent just it, pulling it, out of that idea now. If you invest in those companies, they will send you data or send you their you know investment portfolio, and then you can see, uh, especially if they're public, publicly traded, and you can absolutely see into their business practices. Um, but I can't tell you how, I mean, you can go to their website and check them out, but until you become an investor, it's going to be hard to know. Um, so then they have to report truthfully, because if they don't, they will get sued. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to, I feel like I'm just going to hold back for a little bit, because uh, I think the worst is yet to come uh, for everything around the globe. Um, yeah, that's just where I'm at. Uh, yeah, so well. I'm, I'm sitting on cash, uh, just waiting for things to uh just scale, scale back a bit and uh, scale back a lot, should I say, and then jump in and, um, yeah. It's hard yeah, to be, gauge the FOMO, right? The FOMO yeah. or the FUD. Right? This is more FUD than yeah. FOMO right now. FOMO's yeah, up and FUD it, is what, down. But when it comes – so in, in regards to stock, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I don't really play stock too well. Um, so, yeah, I just wait for it to scale back as, as, as far back as I think is reasonable. Um, 
but in regards to crypto, like I DCA on that all the time. So I don't really, I mean, as long as it pulls back just a little bit, I'll buy some. And, you know. yeah, I think dollar cost averaging is not a bad idea across the board for crypto over stock. So, I, I mean, do I do this? Yes, I've been doing it for years. Have I made money? Yes, I've made money. Have I lost money? Yes, I have. The, the thing, unless you're investing a gargantuan sum, and even if you are, the nice thing is the U.S. does make concessions for people who do either way. If you make a lot of money, you got to pay some taxes. If you lose a lot of money, you get you get rebate or you get uh, tax rebates. So um, it works either way. I mean, you don't have to be afraid of it. That's what I'm saying. Now, in other countries, it may not work the same way, but at least in the U.S., it does. So without that, we are at the end of our news cycle for Sunday, September 25th. It's also the day I do my payouts to my customers. Just like to point out that we have a coin tree, coin tree, C-O-I-N-T-R dot E-E slash C3 Media. You can check out at any time and find all of the places you can donate to us. We appreciate any donations you make. Uh, we don't have any preferences, although stay away from Luna. We don't even have a link for that anymore. Uh, you can check us out on Discord, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, and of course we do prefer Odyssey since there's no ads and it's blockchain-based. And we do have a tip in me, uh, and uh, you can see other things like our Patreon and our spaces on Reddit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we also prefer if you check out our swag shop here. We have a couple, uh, several, or three t-shirts, rather. We have the Diamond Hands Stack Sats, and we have the Diamond Hands Never Sell, and we have the Stack Sats and Hoddle with the logo for our company on it. So if you want to get one of those, we appreciate it. And then you can wear our logo around and represent for C3 Media. So, as we always say at the end of the show, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thumbs up and on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. And stack sets. And, and huddle. And huddle. Adios. Adios.